Hello and welcome to the 34th fourth episode of Overlooked and Undercooked, a critical analysis of Rob Schneider's attempt to, uh, how does he put it in the article, Guy? Upset, shake up the television Shake industry. up the traditional show business model. My name is Tim Batt. My name is Guy Montgomery. And I'd like to introduce our esteemed guest. It is our absolute pleasure to have Rose Matafeo joining us. Hello. Hi, Rose. Wow. Can you... Why? (laughs) This this is the fourth episode in the show. This one is called VIP Treatment. Uh, An episode addressing the way in which society treats our Mm. stars and our Rob Schneiders. Uh, Throughout... Tim insisted to you, Rose, I think yeah. by way of defensiveness, that this is the worst of all the episodes of this show we have seen so far. Yeah, it's the fourth and worst episode, and but, I can't fathom. But that's really weird because it's like, I'm I, this is obviously the first introduction to this show I've, I've seen. That's not that obvious to me, but well, I'm glad you've clarified. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. I, I binged. I binged watched Real <laughs> Rob at a really dark time in my life. Um, but it's weird because it was so bad that I can't fathom something better in a way you know what i mean yeah, like that yeah. doesn't make sense logically all you know is this, this all i know is, is this well, yeah. so i don't understand why would how you expect this... anything more of any other part of it i expect yeah exactly this is my reality this <laughs> fourth ep is my reality in real rob universe and so i'm like i don't know i can't expect anything of a better quality or so i i, mean, I what shouldn't is the have difference? seen anything i shouldn't have seen anything i mean he's they've really shaken things up in the terms of not having a plot or well, um yeah no you're, you're right i just like to quickly say because it does feel like a lifetime since we started watching the episode this episode started the cold open for this episode huge departure from what we usually see which is just oh light conversation in bed it started with rob mowing down I a guy forgot. in his car he literally hit someone and in the car. him and his wife patricia playing it incredibly straight and incredibly serious it was like crash it, it was like slow-mo <laughs> He was coming out of the, the drive, driver's seat Freaking out And you know what I love about this Is because what it was Is that because obviously this is a passion project It was an opportunity A very, very small, small minute opportunity To show his dramatic acting chops right. Because this whole thing is a showreel This whole thing is a thing that goes Look what I can do True. What, Like if it's self-funded God, this you know episode I mean? is a real showcase of his multiple attempts 100%. at talent. Eh? It's like he went, went hard out on the drama of that. It was, oh my God. And kind of a, like, it almost seemed like a fisheye lens and they slowed down some of the footage. They really played it as big and for as little laughs it was as the, It was the closest to stakes that we've had in this show so far. <laughs> and as soon as you're like, oh wow, they're really doing something yeah. here, they immediately take it away from you. Cops arrive on the scene and are blown away. <laughs> By the presence of these cops work in West Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> but they how, encounter. How can, how can seeing Rob Schneider have any impact on them? It's, the Rob Schneider. I cannot believe it. It's but so so we start strong and then immediately. So the high, the whole it's called VIP treatment, right? The yes. whole vibe, I suppose, of the 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 show is supposed to be the episode rather is that he gets treated well because he's Rob Schneider people go recognize him and go Rob Schneider right which is I, I understand a departure from what we've previously uh, experienced he's in, yeah he gets, he gets dumped on occasionally occasionally he does get recognized no, no a, one treats him with reverence though in the other episodes this is the first time when it's true. good to be Rob but he's tried to spin it on its head right in, in terms of going you know the VIP lifestyle people recognise you and love you and adore you but 
they will ask you to tip. Well, this is it. So he tries to show <laughs> yeah. the full breadth of, yes. you know, the, the cycle of fame. So after, initially <laughs> what we see is special treatment. He walks into the cheesecake factory, he gets a table immediately. You know, he offers to pay the chef for the meal. The chef <laughs> says, you can't do that. I'm the chef wearing, and we know it's a chef because he's um, wearing a large hat. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and oh, yeah, he offers to pay for the meal with a card at the table right after the food arrives. But it's, it's, it's so panto, isn't it? The whole thing. But it's just sh- uh, yeah, It's no. like a big Huge plate of pasta I think And the chef comes out With a huge uh, Cheesecake what, No what are they uh, I thought he no, was No it was eating, a pa- it was pasta He's eating like It's like a comical and food It's like if you're writing A kid's cartoon And you go A big plate of food That's what arrives And it is delivered By the most two dimensional Cartoon depiction Of what someone assumes A chef is It's literally the, one. the Starburns logo Walked out, exactly. out of frame And into It's so good Yeah yeah I was more, It was like uh, the chef From Ratatouille But the, Yes the rat? No Anyone can cook Gustav Whatever his name is um, So what was really So what I find interesting though Is like Those all Those decisions There are so many stages At which People could have stopped this You know what I mean Like no. this No 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 I mean this had to be graded I know this is made I know this is made by Rob Shire, But this, this There are some things That he couldn't do He couldn't edit this Right yeah. He couldn't grade this This had to go through And Netflix released this It had to go through well, that's what jutted out to you. You said Netflix needs to go down for this. Netflix needs to go down for this because from what I've heard of Netflix is that what do you have to do is you have to get this like captioned. You have to send it to all of the locations in your in the in the in the world. It goes for approval. It gets re, you know re-edited and stuff. Comes back, then gets released. So so many people. This would have gone through. This is not. Because I and when I see this is released on Netflix, it's almost like Rob Schneider has made this. It's like having a baby and leaving it on the front doorstep of an orphanage, and you're like, "Have this for free." Yeah, I don't want this anymore. I think he, I so you, the traditional deal is that you would do a deal with Netflix and they would pay for production, or you would do a co-pro or something where they mm. pay a bit and you pay a bit, and then you kind of split up proceeds or whatever. Actually, you wouldn't do that with Netflix. I think what's happened here. Rob Schneider has funded and made this himself. That much we know. Yes. I think he has paid Netflix to put it on their network. I, I really, I think so. At best, he's sold it for 50 cents on the dollar. So he's like, I'm, I'm $500,000 down on making this, but at least some people are going right, to see it. Right, right. But it's, you also said while watching it, yeah. and I quote, this is teaching me so much about good directing. Well, in the sense that I saw possibly the worst direction like in okay so we noticed this there was a point in the in the show where they physically they're cutting between two shots right which are it's it's utterly it doesn't make sense because they're cutting from like kind of a close-up to a maybe a mid shot but they between the close-up and mid shot they are changing body positions to the reverse yeah so they're not this they're so Not like Rob's only on just the left in one and then he's on the right, right on the other. and But it's the same conversation. So they're literally in space moving from left to right. So they're not, Yeah, they're not just cr- crossing the line. They are literally changing <laughs> positions to get around the problem of crossing the line, but they're still doing both. Yeah, and it, like you watch it, it. Rose and I flipped out. We were just like, this is fucking That's madness. shocking. 15-year-old media studies students would know better than that. It's insane. The amount of people who must be on that crew, even as someone who work who works in the like like catering cost, costume catering. The craft services that. table would know to not they do all, this. They all they all answer to Mr. Schneider. 
The <laughs> thing is, as well, he's like, I say where the line yeah, is. Yeah. Is the the edit like I actually think whoever edited this did an okay job. Like they would have yeah. been delivered something insane, truly shocking. Yeah. And so what this means is the editor has made the decision that it would be best to completely break this visual rule of television and filmmaking than to stay in one of the takes because that would solve it. If you I, just stayed in one of the takes and let it go, that'd be all right. But it obviously was so completely unusable, the best option was to, about five times, flip you out as a viewer by changing their position. But as what? soon as Rob Schneider dictates that this is what we're doing on set, immediately, like, in in your head, you're like, well, net, like it's one or the other. There's no way we can use these, we can cut between these two shots because they are entirely the opposite. What they should have gone with is delete that entire scene and just replace it with some sort of silent film interstitial explaining what we needed to know plot-wise. The title which card. very little because plot-wise this episode is fucking... There is no... It's like they've filmed lots of different scenes in isolation and then put them together in no order that makes sense. Because what it, cause I, what, I was, what we were saying, I don't know if you said this in previous episodes, is the poor man's curb your enthusiasm. We haven't and, actually drawn that straight line between the two. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's so clearly Rob Schneider going, I'm, a, I'm kind of famous. I have these interactions. Well, 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 why can't I make a show about this? And what Curb Your Enthusiasm succeeds in, which is jokes and self-awareness and plot structure, where it's like you can obviously see one situation is setting a punchline for the end of the show, right? Rob Schneider has missed that specific detail. Yeah. <laughs> it's infuriating because everything, every piece of action you see unfolding, you can't be like, oh yeah, this will, because it's, yeah. it's, it's all worthless. You're, you're like, well, for him. You're like, whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter, whatever. But like the the what I think he was trying to encapsulate in this episode is when I was saying he's trying to show the whole breadth of the celebrity experience. Is initially he goes out and everyone goes, oh, Mr. Rob Schneider, please come straight to the front of the line of the the hospital, or please go straight to the front of the line of the cheesecake factory. And halfway through the episode, in a device that he abandoned for the previous episode, Rob does one of his talking heads sort of documentary style, looking at the camera, and he says, uh, you know, like what a lot of people don't realize. I think I wrote it down. He said. Uh, Oh, every time something goes wrong with the house, I always, this is a quote, after he's shown all of the upside of being famous, now to try and be like, but also, you know, the Lord giveth, hey, but the Lord taketh away. It's not all good though, This guys. is a quote. Every time something goes wrong with the house, I always get raped on price. Yeah. It sucks being famous. That's like, he literally reinserted a device he had abandoned into the show <laughs> to communicate this feeling to us. Yeah. And then and and using using literally the most problematic language you could like what? use to oh, describe the scenario. I know one thing about if I've learned one thing about Rob Schneider from watching the fourth episode of Real Rob, he does not shy away from the edgy topics. He's or an edgy words, guy. Or observations or characterizations. In fact, could you give us a blow by blow of the scene where he is a mime? Yeah. So there's a number of offensive things in the show. Obviously, obviously saying raped by house prices. He um. There's also some dodgy ass shit about uh, Mexican workers. Yes. There is. But he's he's got he's got carte blanche on Mexicans yeah, because he's married to a Mexican. Of course. Which is like his in to just absolutely denigrate. It is such an a entire- naked. It's such a naked entitlement you see on his smug writing face that he puts his wife in 100%. those scenes. Makes fun of um uh, an overweight family 
uh, in, yep. it, in it, uh, the Cheesecake Factory. By literally um, the joke in that one is just cutting to them. Yeah, or rather it, large, you know what? I'm going to look at myself. I'm not going to say overweight. A larger family, okay? Yeah. I've been poisoned by des- Rob Schneider's. describes them as pre-diabetic and yeah. says that they're probably doing them a favour. Yeah. By depriving them of a, a table food. which he yeah. cut and crossed the yeah. line. Um, and also, okay, so this, okay, I need to go through this really quickly yeah. because I wrote down some plot. Okay, so first of all, hey, they you, hit- you, take your time, Rose. Enjoy okay. yourself. Okay. So they hit they hit a person in a car, okay? Then they go to the doctors because they, he, that Rob might be hurt, right? Here's the whole, oh, you're Rob Schneider thing. People keep recognizing him. Then um, something to do with the assistant killing uh, his wife's fish, uh, which comes out of nowhere. you got to get a new fish to assist can I Can I just quickly put in one detail, which yeah. was also introduced and never, never reintroduced? Yeah. At the start of the episode, he's like, oh, I won $40,000 at the casino. Oh, yeah. oh that's another <laughs> It never came back. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sorry. So she needs money for her mail review. Yes. That is the second scene, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot. He's won $40,000 at the casino. Then He's counting stacks of cash on his table. He cuts his finger. <laughs> then he gets worried because, again, he makes an awful joke about... Casino um, whores yeah, casino. handling money. His yeah, words. Yeah. Casino whores... <laughs> handling money then there is possibly one of the worst um examples of adr like bad adr that we've seen eat that mic up rose a- adr sorry mm. i'm 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 vibing on the bad <laughs> audio uh quality uh, quality the behaviors of rob schneider um the worst adr that we've ever seen but it's adr for a line of him saying casino whores <laughs> tim you made the great observation that they had a second chance <laughs> on that <laughs> They landed. And they landed on, again, like, imagine being Rob Schneider in a voice booth, watching that footage and trying to time the phrase casino whores to, to his lip sync. Okay. okay, what is Rob Schneider's relationship to real Rob by the time they're in post-production? We've, hey, we've, we, we've railroaded True. Rose's plot. No, um, I, I do, I man. do like, no, I mean... Uh, uh, in true Rob, real Rob fashion, I feel like we should d- d- divert our attention <laughs> to something completely different. What do you What do you mean? Well, like, guy? what is it? But, so he's doing ADR. Yeah. Does he care at this point? I think he still has to be patient. Okay. You so, have to care. It's entirely him. I think him is him and his wife are enabling each other in the sense they're like, it's funny, <laughs> but it's funny because. No, 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 no! It, it's because it's the re- it's it's what we go through. Yeah. It's what we, it's what we go through every day. Also, right. Jamie Lasso, the assistant, is in on this. He's also a co-writer, for your reference. Those are the three writers. Wow. Rob, his wife, What a and... depressing writer's room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. You've got to think they get someone in to punch up. Uh, so, continuing with the plot, we made it to the hospital. Then, um, So then, um, and then the assistant kills um, the wife's fish. He's like, go find another fish. Then he goes vis- and visits uh, his wife at an exercise class where they're also doing street performing classes in the same studio. She says, why did you do street performing classes? He says, no, oh, I won't do that. He said, I'm too famous. I'm too famous for that. that. A lot of other shit happens where he gets recognised for stuff. Um, Patricia has got all of her male review show men buddies around his house. He's upset with the amount of cock in his house, apparently, which is also uh, uh, articulated in one of the weird green screen piece to cams, which is... Oh, we didn't even talk about the bit where he addresses Bro- where the he camera. Broke, the, broke yeah. the fourth wall, yeah. It's the first time they've used the Ferris Bueller device of just giving you, the audience, a line. Honestly, and it was freaking... No, it's it's like funny games. You know, Michael, you know that... You know, funny games, the film where... 
Okay. No. Well, it's a spoiler, but Michael Haneke, Haneke? I don't even know how to say his name. It's a, it's a, it's a horror film where, where, where um, people know, like, where all of this stuff happens, basically. It's like this family who gets, like, you know, like, fuck, fucked up. This, 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 somehow. All this stuff happens, but they, like, get away. And then the main protagonist of, like, the, 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 the bad guy turns to the camera and is like, nah that's not happening and then rewinds basically what happens and then all this oh the that's bad quite shit a fun happens, device which is amazing they, he just they rewind the film cool but that's almost what i thought was going to happen here oh, oh, and then right. you became scared that we were going to have to live through Rob's. i was so frightened they were like oh my god is he seeing funny games and then oh but anyway it's it's the most frightening thing it's like um it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's having also, Rob Schneider. It's, it's crazy. He looks at you. Yeah, at us. And it's crazy because it's like it's right around him using the other device where he looks like st- pick one and stick to it. The other thing he did in this episode, and mm. you will be devastated to hear that you missed out on this, but like it's interesting you drew a comparison between this and Kirby enthusiasm because in previous episodes he's been going for Seinfeld, <laughs> or, where he does he inserts his stand up, which is meant oh, to be it's. So painful. Oh. Where it's like loosely thematic. It's meant to be loosely thematically connected. But so in the last episode, no talking heads, stand up interstitials. In this episode, no stand up interstitials, all talking heads, and a brand new device. This is the fourth episode. We should have the language of the show pretty down by now, <laughs> Mr. Schneider. I also think, I mean, because, yeah, Rose, Rose is probably more than me, but we're both kind of interested in sort of the more technical elements as well of film mm, and television yeah. making. And the, it, you've got bloody three quarters of a I've degree. I've got three quarters of a degree <laughs> in film and TV, yeah. But it was there were so many examples of like, I, I think not only have they not cracked the visual language, I think they changed directly director of photography this episode or Maybe. at least camera ops because there was so much weird there is no shit DOP going on, on. This. <laughs> you, just, you just yell out in the middle of a scene you're like what is this Dutch angle there's and a the- Dutch tilt there was like there was a point where the cameraman dev, dev, all camera camera person was was could have been it could have been yeah, a woman yeah. I really hope Smash it wasn't the patriarchy. I really truly hope it wasn't a woman doing the camera yeah, letting the agenda down if it was yeah um, just they literally stand up they were sitting down they like oh they so, dropped yeah. the Camera, essentially. So, okay. so Rob is on a couch talking to Patricia, I think. Patricia, I think. Patricia? And uh, yeah, it's spelled um, Patricia, Patricia, but it, I believe it's Patricia. Yeah. Um, and the ca- so the camera person is obviously for some reason they're they're holding the camera and they have felt the best decision would be to sit in the same position Rob is in and when he gets out of the couch they will stand up but you like feel the whole movement and it's all oh out God. of alignment it's, and it it's good this is it's, this it's is it's fucking dirty. weird it's dirty it's autobiographical it's like you're on the set we've like you're on the this, set with them we figured this out like a hundred years like, ago how to shoot someone from a sitting to a standing position you got if someone's sitting oh the cameraman's got to be God. sitting with them it's, someone's standing you got to be standing with them it is. There have been, there have been, there have been, you know, those cameras you can put on the collar of a cat to see where they're going (laughs) in the daytimes. Yeah. That is better camera work than the real Rob or whatever real Rob. Sorry. No, the real, real Rob. Rob 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 was taken. And you know what? I'm also oh, so I really quickly want to finish what happened. So mm-hmm. basically, um, well, it's imperative. It's imperative. <laughs> you know that the people at home are on tender hooks, wondering how all of these plot, you know, threads have resolved themselves. So basically, um, he decides to do the street performing class and um, uh, uh, says, "Oh, to Pat- Patricia, Patricia, um, that you uh, that that he's going to be a mime at uh, the circus. He's like, I'm going to take you to the circus. I'm going to be a mime before the circus show. They go to the circus show. This is a very poorly." attended circus show it's all it's it's the most uh, it's it's um 
you know when you see a scene and even if you don't like obviously we've worked in film and t- you know tv um lucky enough to have worked in tv um and you know when something's so sparsely um cast with supporting actors mm. and really bad chairs and stuff this is not a real show we know this yeah anyone would know this so he's doing mime and he's making fun of people walking in. First of all, he makes fun of a guy looking for a seat. Ha ha ha. Everyone laughs. Then another woman comes in who might be a little bit larger. A beautiful woman wearing a beautiful um, bright lime green boob tube dress. That's right. Uh, comes in, obviously makes fun of her. Um, perhaps because of her weight. What do you think? Everyone still laughs. What do you think was on the casting sheet for that for that woman's character? So, probably okay. Uh, the roughest description you could possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob Schneider does not hold any punches. All right. Because they gave her the same makeup they've been given characters in Happy Set Madison movies for years to denote that they are a, a, a joy kill. I think it's not even a description of what, like, obviously the joke relies on her perhaps physical description. I think they write, they literally wrote just bad woman, <laughs> just bad, a bad woman. They're a good woman and they're a bad woman. Yeah. And then what happens, right? And then, uh, and then, uh, okay, and then so a man uh, walks in who has obviously got a little bit of difficulty walking, right? Uh, and he and everyone's like. Don't do it. This is like his extras moment. Like, so yeah. it's, it's it's almost like um yeah extras like the cerebral palsy uh, yeah. Joke yeah, thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which is so obviously like kind of lifted from that in a sense. I mean, and also don't lift from kind of most offensive worst part of extras. <laughs> like Ricky Gervais <laughs> barely got away with barely it. Barely got away. With it. I watched that Scraped episode again. Through. I watched that episode again recently, and it's just like didn't get away with it. Wow, in you would not. Yeah, but clearly people still are because this was when was this put out on Netflix? Real right, right. This is 2015. This season. Wow. Okay. Um, Nothing. Don't you dare <laughs> use anything in here as a moral barometer of what's okay. No, but I'm judging Netflix for even distributing this in a sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which is why they got to go down. But anyway. Okay. So we. Get but then I don't want to say that because I want a Netflix deal. We we get introduced to the guy who has got some sort of a yeah. disability who's walking in, Ma- and, and everyone's like, "Don't do it." The Rob. scene slows. It's like time slows down, and so we get people's reactions and the and the he's he's written it so the audience know. Yeah. Everyone knows he shouldn't. Comedy be Comedy is about timing and it's subverting your expectation of a situation. What he basically does is in in in. Uh, uh, shows us a, a setup, then shows obviously the re- obvious reaction. Does not subvert it in any way. Follows through on it, and then what we expected to happen happens. So basically, he's deconstructed a joke to the point where it's not a joke at all. It's just a situation. Obviously, he gets punched by a big burly man who is with this person yeah. he's been making fun of. Thank I think he did God. the, the work, best work in the show. Well, it's, there's some consequence to him being a fucking asshole to a disabled man. Absolutely. The way- the way Lay they out. treat yep. plot, it's sort of the narrative equivalent of just someone at a party who opens a fresh beer, has a sip, puts it down, forgets they've opened a beer, opens another beer, <laughs> has a sip, puts it down, forget, and then the next one there's like five 90% full beers. The, and, you know, who and, wasted these yeah. five beers? <laughs> and the lack of storytelling skills is to a point where it's offensive. But what is offensive is the actual offensive stuff. Like, he's literally just making fun of a disabled person 100%. in the sequence. And it is wild to me yeah. that, like you say, it got through. There's not a lot of tears to the production here because he is self-funding, producing, directing, writing, and starring in this thing. Judge, but jury, and executioner. There <laughs> are fucking other people in the room at some point, but, and someone needs to sit his ass down and be like my dude I, I, and he's like no 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 that's why it's funny because I'm going to get punched at the end it's like I know 
but this is still fucking terrible. This is why Holly, Hollywood is poison. How Hollywood much funnier poison. that joke would have to be to qualify existing. However, it does neatly lend us to a, a closing scene, ostensibly yeah. where the episode comes full circle. He full is waiting circle. in the hospital once more, but rendered unrecognisable due to his swollen and painted face. And who should wander down the corridor for a tasty little cameo? David Spade. That's exactly right. Um, I used to have a crush on him when he was in Just Shoot Me. I uh, now no longer have a crush on him, obviously. Understandably he looks like so. His facial hair makes him look like the uh, V for Vendetta mask. Oh, I'll be honest, but blonde. Um, yeah, and then that's how it ends. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, and David Spade doesn't even get anything of value given to do. He just comes in. He's David Spade. He doesn't recognize Rob Schneider. And that and so concludes the episode. I got a, a question for you, Rose. Yes. Uh, are we punching up? Are we punching up? Uh, okay, so it actually brings us to an interesting uh, thing that was brought up in the episode of um, the, what was it, like the pay, like he was tipping. It was like pay disparity. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know. So so I think we are punching up. Yes, because this is a man who has made a lot of money on things that aren't very good. It's hard because I think we can't, well, you can't necessarily transfer like talent to money there is work that goes into it opportunity that you need to be needs to be like you know given to you so in no way are we punching up because he has the money to make this passion project so you mean in no way we're punching down we're, we are punching up oh sorry we're no we're punching up oh 100% he is an adult man <laughs> he is an adult man with children a child no, he's got two. Show. He's got two oh, kids. Yeah, he's got a kid got, with another. No, he's got three kids. I think I he's just got older kids, eh? Because in this, they showcase the very gorgeous baby that he's got. But he's got older children. I didn't see that baby, but yeah. This is the first episode in which he's not obsessed with the functionality of his dick. By the way, is it? Yeah. Well, I really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up on the first three. But no, you um, should watch. <laughs> You've already seen them. We all what know. We're obviously punching up. Like what? Okay, I don't. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. It's it's upsetting. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because I, I, it makes me upset that he. Well, it's like there's one, there's been one woman who's won best director at the Academy Awards. You know what I mean? Like this is the ho- this is the Hollywood we're living <laughs> yeah. in. We're Rob Schneider. This television show and the Academy Awards do not exist in the same conversation. They exist in the same world, Holly- like in the same vicinity as each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah. Well, they're both. He's definitely been to the Oscars. They were both very far back in the filmed room. with cameras. Rose, what would you say to Rob Schneider? Fuck you, man! Because it's like <laughs> stop what you're doing. There are so many people I want to tell to stop what they're doing. And I know everyone should be able to express themselves creatively, but I don't think anyone should be able to inflict harm upon other people <laughs> and be this disrespectful to many groups of people in their show and also take up space on the server that is Netflix. <laughs> and I think Netflix does need to start deleting things and this needs to be the first well, thing. If you want to see a softer side of Rob, may I encourage you to check out his special Soy Sauce and the Holocaust. Uh, now, <laughs> that's, oh, that is honestly the title. So That's honestly, the title so concludes it. the episode. Rose, do you have anything? Uh, we have no idea when these episodes like will be released. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do another podcast called Boners of the Heart with um Alice Nedden. We talk about strange um, crushes <laughs> on um, certain celebrities. Rob Schneider never been one. <laughs> Hasn't Absol- he? I feel like he's featured 100%. in an ep. Hundred percent. He's never been a no. He's never not been a, a not as a heartthrob. But I thought he'd no. come up as a 
a target of um, discussion at some point. He's on. He's no. He's on. He's on the shit list. We're going to get Alice to do an episode, so he might make an appearance on the back of your (sighs) shared disdain. Can I just ask you a question as well, Rose? Because you've kind of got a little bit of a love for bad things as well. Like, do you have a desire to consume the rest of the series? One hundred percent not. I think there's life is too short. Yeah. And um, I yeah I I I've got so many other things to do. Like, like what? Name three. Lie, lie motionless on my bed and watch my ceiling fan and recuperate from what I've just experienced. That's three. Thank you so much. <laughs> I would like to end this episode with a quote from Rob. That he says, during the the show, written as a joke, I presume, um, this is after he accidentally kills the fish with his assistant. He says, I guess we go, how do we sort it out? I guess we go back in time and feed the fish. Wait, we don't have a time machine. I don't know what we do now. That's the whole saying. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks so much, Rose.